Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Spark Plug Podcast, episode twelve. I am joined by my there. I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, as always, Andrew, otherwise known as Thunder Random on Twitter. Say hi, Andrew. Hi. I'm also joined by Trey Man Burner, otherwise known as OKC Flow on Twitter. Say hi, Trey. Yo, yo, what up? All right, um, we are here. Um, I believe everybody's doing good, right? How are we all doing? I am wonderful. That's good. Doing great. Hey, yeah. Got, got football starting in August. Big dogs. And the NBA is dead, though, right now. There's Very nothing. Dead. Very dead. Very dead. But don't leave the We're podcast yet. Don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't You'll... put down your, your pencil or your weights that you're lifting while you're listening or whatever you're doing to change the episode. Don't do that. Because there's We're, a lot in You're going to see us get creative. We're not yes. dead. Very the creative. NBA is dead. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the 2021-2022 season may be dead, but NBA content is not dead. We are we'll never be dead. to the wonders of the internet for this video. I mean, podcast. The internet. 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 Um, we're going to be reacting to some hot takes from the past, like, five years that have either went really good or really wrong. Because it's an interesting idea. We all thought it'd be pretty fun. And the NBA season is dead right now. Nothing's really happening. So we're gonna we're about to just jump right into it. I mean, unless you guys have anything to say. Yeah, I would I would like to talk about one thing. And okay. it, uh it's kind of a sad topic with uh Miles Bridges. Yeah. That that's that's how you throw your whole career away. He's officially being charged. He's the charges are official and he's going to sentencing. That man went from looking at max contracts to being out of the NBA just like that. Yep. Definition of uh, throwing your career away. Yeah. It's uh, prayers to the woman and child that was involved. For sure. Miles get out of our league you don't 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 hit women yeah. or yeah. children praying for it's all just the, all the victims involved and um i'm praying miles bridges gets right with his demons as well definitely didn't do i mean it was a terrible thing he done just praying for everybody involved i just felt that we would uh we just had to say at least something about it yeah I, we've probably made a uh episode or two since it happened we just haven't really discussed yeah. it just very very unfortunate events and a terrible thing happened and it just it's sad it really is just praying yeah for how much did i say i'd give miles bridges back when we used to do like the free agency prediction thing i don't remember quite how much money i said i'd pay him but it was, it was a, a lot. lot yeah I think it was like four years, a hundred, or four years, ninety, or something. Like that. Yeah. And now it's just like, nope, no thanks. Yeah. Go to the jail. Yeah, like I said, Miles, I'll be praying for you. Yeah. But get out of our league. Amen. There is not places for people with your kind of demons in any sports league. Yeah. So, I hope you get help, but. Don't come back. Alrighty. Um, yeah, that's about right. 
on a lighter subject, let's get into what Max's idea for the episode was. All righty. So we're just on Reddit, and we're just going to react to some hot takes that either turned out to be wrong or right or still being determined as the days go forward. Probably wrong. (laughs) I mean, if they're a hot take, a lot of them probably will end up being wrong. But those... One the wizards. A, one out of a million that could be right. All right. I'm going to randomly scroll and stop. All right. First one I seen. Hot take. Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown will leave the Celtics when their contract expires if Boston does not win a championship in the next two seasons. That is from MG Wolverine 2082 on Reddit. How we feeling? I kind of feel like with the success that they just sustained while putting together a very, uh, if you look at it after the first round, both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown put together a very mediocre playoff. Both of them did. It was very on and off. so-so. Not a lot of. It was a lot of team basketball, you know. Yeah. It wasn't a whole lot of, oh, Jason Tatum's got 50. Al Horford master classes. Spring yeah. games. And, you know, everybody loves a good Al Horford master class, but when you've got supposed to have two franchise players and <laughs> Al Horford's out there doing you dirty work, that's not really a good... Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I feel like they need to gel in the next two seasons. Yeah. And they need to figure out their playoff struggles, or I could see one of them leaving. But they're also both really young. I, they you seem know, to it like could, each it other work so out much, fine. man. Like they just, like they they just appear to like each other so much. I just don't see it happening. I really don't. How do you feel? Yeah, um, yeah. I was about to ask you, Trey. How do you feel? The only way I see it happening is um, if they stay like stagnant, like they don't improve, they don't aren't able to get over that hump or they no. don't bring players that can help. Yeah, I was about to say no, like if they stay how do I if they digress or stay the same as they did this year, um, this coming season, and then no roster changes are made, I could see some disgruntlement from at least one of them going into the season after next. The other thing I could possibly see is money wise. If one of them believes they be, should be paid as the number one person on the team and get a number one pay uh, paycheck, then I could see something happen. But like as Max said, they just seem like they like each other a lot. So yeah. I don't think one of them would go out of the way to try to screw the other over for a bigger contract. I agree. I agree. Um, <clears throat> so I think it'd be cool if we dumbed these down to a yes or no at the end of the discussion. So... In 10 seconds or less, yes or no, for this question. Is one of them going to leave in the next two years? No. No. I say no. All right. This one, I can't tell if this guy's being serious, but if he is, this is, like, so spicy, you don't even want to, like... (laughs) You you ever get that hot sauce, like, you smell it, and it just, like, burns your nostrils? Yeah. If you smell this, you're going to the ER. That's how spicy this is if this man's being serious, okay? <laughs> all right, all right, I'm down. Call me crazy, but MJ <laughs> but MJ isn't seen as the GOAT if Sabonis joined the Drexler Trailblazers in 86. 
Oh, he, uh, I don't know what y'all know about Ariana Sabonis, but, uh, I know Arvidas was like from that. somewhere. I know Arvidas was Ar- like that. I know he was. And he joined really late. And he I need to hear like, that one more time. Call me crazy, but MJ isn't seen as the GOAT if Sabonis, talking about Arvidas Sabonis, joined the Drexler Trailblazers in 1986. This is from Trick Confidence 419 on Twitter. I mean, Reddit. Yeah, my nose is burning. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to sniff it, bro. I told you. <laughs> My nose is burning after that. Whoa. Okay. Okay. All this right. is this is going to elaborate. I didn't see this. My thinking is that with Sabonis, Portland beats the Bulls in 92, which was already a fairly close series. So that puts MJ at five rings. And if Portland makes another finals in that era from 91 to 95, where they would obviously play Jordan, I think they win another one. Or they win another finals, but it's before 91. Either way, MJ only has five rings in this scenario, which puts a little dent in his GOAT argument, obviously. So he wasn't really saying Sabonis would be the GOAT, which I kind of thought it was, but a little more interesting, I guess, than I originally thought. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. But I think the simplest answer is that even with Jordan having five rings, he's still the GOAT. Because they still go on a 3-2-P. So, even if well, it's 3-3. Three, three, yeah, that's true. They go on a 3-2-P. And who who says that they don't win a ring in between the year they lose and the next year? Or whatever. It, who knows, man. If didn't Jordan, Jordan loses, retire? Yeah, if he loses, I don't think he retires. Yeah, that's the thing. Because he's, like, not bored. Like, I I feel like Jordan's, like, you know, he's the competitive guy, and he's kind of, like, that's going to sit in his head. Kind of like the Celtics in 08 with Kobe. Like, it's going to sit in his head, and he wants revenge, and he just, he wants it back. Like, he wants to win everything. Like, anything, he could end up winning more rings because of it. That's true. Sticks around, and he wants to show that he is still, that That he is a true GOAT. Yeah. Because okay. if, the, if the Blazers put a little wrinkle in that, he's going to have to quiet the doubters. Yeah. So that he might stick around longer than he did. All right. So, yes or no, would MJ's GOAT debate be, would his, how do I say that, would his case be weaker if Sabonis joined the 86 Trailblazers? Yes or no? No. Andrew? Yes. Yes? Oh. Yeah, I mean, losing a rank makes you lose. Especially with Jordan, when all you talk about with Jordan is uh, he's undefeated, 6-0, and oh, two three-peats, uh, and then you take that from him. People already have LeBron over him. I mean, that's... Oh. I don't know. But are you assuming that they definitely beat him with Sabonis? Just for the sake of the question, I am. <laughs> now, do Ooh. I do I think they'd actually beat them? I don't know. But for the sake of the question, I am saying that the Blazers would beat. That would mean the Blazers have a ring. That would be weird. Or another one. I'm going to say... Mm. 
I'm going to say if, like, Sabonis and them win, like Andrew said for the sake of the question, I'm going to say yes, honestly, because of the fact that, like you said, bro, a lot of people use the 6-0 and argument. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And if and, you take that, then... And, and, yeah, MJ may not retire in this scenario because he lost, but even then he's 6-1, and one, which is still an amazing record, let me clarify. Amazing, amazing finals record. But it's just like <sighs> media. They will use that one loss against him more than six and zero yeah. could ever benefit him. Honestly, almost. That's definitely true. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. If there's no further comments about that one. Nope. All right. The Suns, after a KD trade, would be in the exact position the Nets were in the last few years. They're better off swapping DeAndre Ayton for Miles Turner and running it back. Oh, okay. Part one? Sure. Part two? No. I think I, think I say both parts. I think I say no? Yeah, because if KD goes to the Suns and they get to the keep... Book and CP, or Book and Aiton, or Aiton and uh, CP. That's a big three. KD went to the Nets with Kyrie and injured Kyrie. And then they had to trade away assets to get James Harden. So if, they're, if they already have superstars on the team, then KD gets to go in like it's the Warriors and win a ring. Because Boston didn't have... Or, uh, Brooklyn didn't have superstars, so KD and the team traded for Harden, and Kyrie came in and signed in. So I don't think they would have been they would be in the same spot Brooklyn was in for the past couple of years. I think like what they're trying to say is like stuck in the position of like they gave up a lot of their future to get these guys, and and, and that goes back to what you're saying, but also in a state of like. We're not winning anything, and we have really good players. And if they trade for KD, they're going to have to expend assets farther than one of the three of their big three. Like, it's yes. probably, it would probably look like either Book or Aiton, and then, like, Cam Johnson, maybe even Mikael Bridges, or maybe one of the two, and multiple picks. And, like, that just blows up your roster so much. It gets rid of your best defender, um, two out of probably three – two out of the three of your best shooters, um, and it just kills your depth. And you obviously get rid of one of your stars, and you're replacing them with Durant, but still. Um, and if you if you trade one of Booker Ayton, that really puts a dent in your future as well, because, like, you know, they're in their mid-20s, and Durant's like 34. So I'm going to say I agree they would be in the exact same position. I'm going to say that. Better off swapping swapping Aiton for Turner. I disagree. I also disagree. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't like. Uh, I don't like DeAndre Aiton, but I like Miles Turner a lot worse. And we just recently saw last week that the Suns also disagree. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. But no, I I say yes that or I say no that they wouldn't be in the same spot, and I say no to swapping Aiton for Turner. I think they would be in the same spot just because what KD commands from 
whatever team trades for him, obviously. There, there's no way the Suns can trade for somebody like that unless it's really just like a last-ditch, you know, idiot gives up nothing to get Kevin Durant. But Which I don't see that happening. KD went to Brooklyn and they had young players who weren't going to help win. He goes to young players that are going to help win. He doesn't need the trade for somebody else or needs to command the trade for somebody else. He has, he's going to the Suns to play with who they have. He went to right. to build a team. That's yeah. The I think that. Uh, I really think because the Nets got it better. The Nets got Katie, and they gave up D'Angelo Russell. So, like, that's a nice swap. But the where the Nets messed up was with trading for Harden. That's what messed up the Nets. Yeah. For sure, and what what my argument about it is is that they don't have to make that trade. Yeah, I see what you're saying. They have players that were just in an NBA championship. More recently, Ben KD has been in one. So he doesn't need to trade for another superstar when he comes to a team with two superstars at least already. And I understand the depth would still be depleted, but you're getting KD. One of the best players in the world. Some people debate he is the best player in the world. With getting KD with a team that just recently went made it to a championship, I still think he puts you over the hump, even missing those pieces. And and, and that's a really really great case. But like I think what does it for me isn't even getting rid of either Book or Aiton. It's getting rid of Mikael Bridges, too. Like, because you're obviously yeah. swapping star for star, and Durant's an upgrade either. If you're taking right now players, like not in the next three years, four years, five years, Durant is better than Book. Durant is better than Aiton. Durant is better than Chris Paul. He'd be the best player on either one of those two teams if they were to combine rosters, obviously, or whatever you want to say. But it's that secondary guy... Like, Mikel Bridges is like a glue guy on steroids, man. Like, he will lock up the other players, I mean, other team's best player on the wing and give you 25 dribbling the ball, like, less than 10 times. He doesn't have to have the ball. He makes a large impact on both sides of the floor. And, I mean, a lot of people think that he, like, was more deserving of an all-star. Sorry, I'm freaking stuttering so much. An all-star position over Andrew Wiggins. And um, I don't really know. I'm not going to comment on that. I don't know which side I would pick, but he is just really, really good. And, like, you're basically giving one really, really good young superstar, one really, really good young role player that could be as as close to being an all-star that's even younger than the really, really, really good young star that you're trading, and another really good young or good young role player plus dozens of draft I mean not literally dozens but a lot of draft assets and you know like like and uh, Trey said it puts you over the hump um if it's going to put you over the hump you probably still do it because you know your your window's closing every year with CP3 aging and um I mean you if you if Aiton wasn't restricted you would have lost him to Indiana 
you know, so your window's closing ever so slightly every year. And, you know, if something puts you over the hump, you're going to do it. But I just don't, you lose so much. It's like um, the Knicks when they traded for Melo instead of just waiting to sign him in free agency. They gutted their roster to do it. And you've seen it the next season. It severely impacted how they performed in New York. Yeah. So if the Suns made a big trade for KD, do you think losing the depth and Mikael Bridges would have a greater impact on winning than gaining Kevin Durant? I... That's a really good question, and it's really hard to answer because Kevin Durant is by far the better player, and, you know, it doesn't take much to know that. But, again, Durant gives you more than Booker Ayton gives you on any given night. But, I don't know, just losing the shooting off the bench in Cam Johnson and your best defensive player and one of your best shooters also in the same player it hurts the roster a lot, I feel like. Yeah. And, and, and you know, they'd be lucky to get by giving less than three first-round picks as well. Oh, no, they're going to give up a lot of firsts. That's what I'm saying. At least three to four, and most likely five or six. You know, if PG gets you Shea in five, plus Gallo, Kevin Durant's going to, you know... Burn the house down. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you, you said not literally a dozen, but from the rumors, Nets are literally asking for a dozen picks. <laughs> close to a dozen picks. Like, the most recent rumor was eight or nine. Mm. So they're getting to the point where it's in double digits. So it realistically, if a team really wants KD, it could literally be a dozen picks that takes to get, takes you uh, to get so them. That is... Ridiculous. It's a lot of draft assets. It's a lot yeah. of them, man. Holy cow. <clears throat> um, ah. I have I have a Reddit question. It's not as much as a take, but it's more of a question. Okay. If we do it. Um, who in the NBA this is a little bit of a wrestling question. Okay. Who in the NBA thinks they are a face but are more widely seen as a heel? Oh, um, for the viewers. Okay, out well there, then, with that question, you think about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, anybody that doesn't watch wrestling, a face is um, basically good a good guy. guy, and a heel's a bad guy. That is what they are defined as in wrestling. So basically, the question is: Who thinks they're a good guy, but they're actually a bad guy? Who thinks? Okay, so when I, I you hear that question, you think about. People like that in the WWE. Uh, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler at one point. Oh, yeah, in WWE. Dolph Ziggler. Um, the Miz. Yeah, at one point. The, uh, Daniel, Bryan's, Roman Reigns. Uh, Daniel Bryan's championship, uh, his second, like his eco run. Yeah. He thought, he, you know, his character thought he was being good to the earth or whatever. Seth <laughs> Rollins. Uh, I could even argue CM Punk's straight edge gimmick a little bit, but not not entirely because he did say he was better than everybody. So I don't know. 
he was, but that's a <laughs> that's for a different podcast. <laughs> Who but, thinks um, he's good but is bad? I feel like the obvious answer that anyone could say is Pat Bev, but I, I want to get about it. I want to get into a different player. Mm, I could see I all see, those short uh, point guards. Chris Paul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chris Paul. I could even see Russell Westbrook. Oh, I, I, I could. I kind of see Jimmy Butler. Because yeah. Jimmy everyone, Butler, yeah. Everyone likes Jimmy Butler, but he is not a nice guy on the court. He mm. is a bully. And players have talked about how much they dislike Jimmy. Why are you bullying me? Yeah. But I don't know. I definitely Jimmy's a possibility. I also now, think what are uh, we what are we what are we defining a, a NBA heel as? Like someone who Kevin Durant plays a guy that goes into an arena and gets booed or a guy who is widely hated by other players in the league. Okay. Kevin Durant, Kevin Trey Durant. Young, Trey uh, Young, Trey Young. Trey Young doesn't give like, me that like he doesn't give other me that. Fans, it has to be like majority of fans because other fans like Trey Young, not just the only fans that really hate Trey Young are the Seventy Sixers and the Knicks. Other fans of other fan bases like Trey Young, so it has to be more of a widely hated James Harden, so like the. James Harden. James Harden. Oh, I could... James Harden is the ultimate. Thinks he's a face, but is a heel in most people's eyes. Yeah, just because I of could how he drew fouls for two or three years, no one likes him. My answer is uh, LeBron. Yes, I could see LeBron yes. too. No, it's LeBron. It's LeBron, LeBron made. LeBron made the most heel move ever when he went to the Heat. Like, yeah. there's no one as polar. Like, LeBron is the John Cena of freaking the NBA. Like, He's so polar. Yeah. You either hate him or love him. There's, like, there's no one that's like, oh, that LeBron guy's all right. It's either I freaking love LeBron James or I absolutely can't stand LeBron James. Yeah. And if you go on NBA Twitter, you can find both of them. Yep. You can find the yeah. people who hate LeBron. You can find Skip Bayless and you can find Nick LeBron. Wright. You can find them both. So I think my answer is LeBron. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna say LeBron. LeBron. My other answer would be Jimmy. I'd say LeBron. Second place is um, James Harden. Okay. This is spicy right here. Okay, this is like spicier than the Sabonis one. Well, probably not. Not really, but like for us, it's gonna be spicy. I have other ones. If uh, do you want to go first, or do you want to do this one? We'll do. Let's have Andrew answer, and I have a couple others. All right. What am I answering? Uh, definitely Jason James Harden. Harden. I feel like James Harden fits it the absolute best. Okay. And then LeBron probably. Yeah. This this one. Um, whenever you guys are ready, it's about it's about Wimby. Okay. Ooh. You do that one, and then I have a. Okay. I have one. My hot take. Okay, this is like a two parter. This is a reply, so I'm gonna read the thing above it. <clears throat> Trading for protected first-round picks is smart right now because of how many new teams are entering the sweepstakes for Wimbanyama. You have teams you can write off as perennially, perennially bad, but there's also three to four more teams like the Jazz and Spurs that seemingly have no interest in competing for a playoff spot. People are operating under the assumption that these picks will not convey, but I don't think that's entirely accurate. And this reply is the one that's spicy. 
Guarantee you no more than three to four teams will be actively tanking for Win Banyama. My hot take is that Win Banyama is getting massively, massively overhyped. Dude has a smaller bag than Chet, is way less fluid, less skilled in general. It's actually hilarious how much more hype Win Banyama is getting than Chet solely because he has an allure of mystical overseas unicorn. Half the league wasn't tanking for Chet. Chet wasn't even picked one. Wimby is not a sure thing to go one either. Boom. Uh, I agree that he's not uh, a lock for number one overall. I think that's true. Yeah. He's definitely not a lock for number one. But uh, also, I <laughs> I understand what he's talking about, like comparing Chet to Wimbayama. Chet didn't go one. Chet went two. But yeah. Wimbayama, he's seven foot three. So he's two inches taller than Chet. He has a seven nine wingspan. He's what four years younger? Something ridiculous like that. Chet's like twenty or twenty one, right? Uh, Chet's twenty. Chet's twenty, so he's three years younger than Chet. When, no, he's two. When Manyama is eighteen, he'll be nineteen January fourth. Oh, okay. He's eighteen now. I see. Anyways, basically, what I'm getting at. And Chet, is Chet, sorry, Chet will be twenty one next May. So yeah, just like like two years. Okay, that's good enough. Yeah. He's younger, yeah, by a decent chunk. Yeah, he shows very much athletically. I think he's a wee bit more athletic than Chet is. While being taller, he's a little bit more athletic than Chet is. While being taller, while having a longer wingspan. His bag is there, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's young. He can dribble, but you know the bag is not fully formed. I don't see any reason why Chet can't be a better prospect, or when Bayama can't be a better prospect than Chet. I don't see any reason why that can't be the case. Let me let me ask you this. Um, I seen and this isn't right now. I seen this like earlier today or yesterday. There's a rumor that Wimby is like seven four now. Oh my god! And like, what are they feeding that is kid? Is this like people are saying? Like, is this a problem? Because he's only eighteen, and he's already seven four. Um, is he gonna be like injury prone? Yeah, it could be a problem for his health. That's what I'm saying. Like, is this an issue? Ah. Uh... Because I mean, we see players. Know. Yao Ming, he had one leg that was longer than the other one. If I am correct, and that cut his career short. Um, Manute Ball always struggled to put on weight. I mean, it was to the point where rumor has it that he was drinking before every game to put on weight. Did you guys know that? Like, he would drink alcohol before every game. And in the t- like he, There's a rumor that he played, like, his whole career drunk. Mm. Because they were trying, like, the, the staff was trying to get him to put on weight. So they would just have him drink before games. Probably got a high tolerance. <laughs> Alright. Um could probably down two and be completely they, fine. This is a quote. Um I'll tell you who it's from. Hold on. This is about Minute Bowl. So this is this I just Alright. Um I'm trying to find Okay, Jason Williams. It's his teammate. 
Um, back in 2016, Williams was doing a podcast with Vice Sports and telling a few ridiculous stories about NBA players, especially Bowl. Firstly, he told the stories of the Sixers' interesting strategy in helping Bowl put on some weight. They used to let Manu they used to let Manute Bowl drink the whole time, so he would drink Heineken's all day long to put, help put on weight. So Manute Bowl never played sober in one basketball game. He used to put on all his clothes last, so what he would do after he got out of the shower, he would put on his socks, and then that was it. He would just walk around the locker room naked, drinking Heineken's. <laughs> I didn't know that part. Oh, my God. What were they doing over there? Hey, man, they were desperate to win. <laughs> That's called committing oh to win. Oh, my gosh, bro. Real NBA basketball, youngins. <laughs> you don't see players walking around naked. They don't know nothing about them real hoops, boys. You ain't never seen LeBron taking the shots before games. <laughs> oh, LeBron? LeBron don't take shots. LeBron reads the first page of every book. <laughs> well, that was pretty good. You don't need shots, though I'm sure he's had plenty. You guys hear that Mother. LeBron, he used to smoke weed in high school, like to deal with pressure. Do y'all know that? Yeah. He probably still does. I feel like most players have smoked weed, weed their whole careers. And they'll trade for every league. Most Trey, of them, you saw Calvin Johnson never played a game not high. Yeah. Players would do it for injuries and then other reasons too. Because they felt like I feel like there's not there's not a single player okay, that's dramatic, but there's a not a lot of players that have never smoked weed in their life. For injury or whatever reason. Yeah, I can see that. And if you want to say look at NFL players, most some of those guys became like weed connoisseurs. Like they sell weed now. <laughs> weed. <laughs> like that's pretty obvious that they were using it while they were playing. So. Like Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's uh, funny. Back to uh, Levon Day. I. What was the original question? Just a question. Um, this isn't really a question. It's just he said Wimbanyama is massively overhyped and is not better than Chet. I think. I think. Um, if everything works out, that he'll be probably a rank or two higher than Chet all time or for their career. If you look at the best centers or power forwards in the league, I see him being Victor being two up above Chet if everything goes right. But that's a big, big if with um, injuries and possibilities of him is the game not developing uh, correctly. But I do see Chet as the more he's more NBA ready, and that's even surprising to say. Chet is. When Victor comes into the league, he'll definitely be more NBA-ready because he has a year under his belt. But even right now, if you look at him, if Victor would have been in this draft class at 19, Chet would have been way more uh, NBA-ready than Victor is. So I do feel that Chet's going to have more... He has a more polished game. I don't think Victor's overhyped, though. Batman, he's... I think he's going to be really good. 
he's going to be really good. Just with looking at his size, he everything has to go wrong for him not to work out. Yeah. Yeah, but with somebody like that, especially if he really is still growing like that, everything going wrong is not out of the realm of possibility. For sure. But I just I think I think he'll be fine and that he'll be he'll be a great player. And I do think that there will be more than four or five teams tanking for him. Because I feel like it's kind of an Evan Mobley situation where he's a talent he has the talent and the skills to learn to where you just can't pass up on. Yeah. I just, I don't think any team says no to a 7-4 center. That's 19 years old and has his whole career and lots of potential ahead of him. Yeah, it'd it'd be a hard thing to pass up on. For sure. Um, Um... did you say well, you had some stuff, Trey? Yeah, I have a couple. All right, let's, uh, let's go for this one. This is uh, more of a question. What NBA players do you refuse to give up on? Alexei Pokashevsky. Uh, Cam Reddish. End of it. Alexei Pokashevsky. Mine's, mine's uh, Markel Folds. I like that one. Those are three very diverse answers. Yeah. I think, I think Markel... On a quarter of the teams could be their starting point guard right now. Oh, wow. He has has shown that his career is not over. The Magic are just so... They have a lot of guards. So I'm worried that Fultz is going to get buried. But put him on the Lakers and he would flourish. I think he could become a top 15, 12 point guard. Okay. Mm. On the Lakers? Yeah. Why? I I like him next to LeBron. I do. And for, uh, his ability to play make. He did have the playmaking um, skills in college. They just didn't flourish a lot with the weak team he was on at times. Putting him next to AD and LeBron. It's kind of what they said with Russ, which they're – Definitely two different playmakers, but I think he would flourish playmaking next to AD and LeBron. Okay. What What are your guys' reasons? Max is just going to say because it's Poku. There's just so oh, I just I like camera this like about a lot. Poku. There's just so much to love. I think I said so much to not like. I meant so much to love. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm tired, man, but, um, just from what we've seen, I mean, the second half of last year, I've talked about this multiple times on multiple different social media platforms. He turned into the best vertical defender on the thunder, at least, at least second or third best, but I would say best. Well, he's not anymore. Well, yeah, no, not anymore, but he's the second best still. And, um, Ooh, over Jalen Williams. I've seen Poku go vertical on John Morant and force him to pass the ball out, bro. I, okay. I mean, I'm saying using every inch of length, going straight up in the air and not fouling. Like, I'm not saying jumping up and getting a block. I'm saying just putting your hands straight up and not fouling. 
like Roy Hibbert, like verticality defense. Yeah, Greg Oden, like. Yeah, like, and Poku's really good at that because he doesn't have a lot of weight to hold him down. He can get off the ground really quick, and his length ties you up. So I think he's right now, as of now, the second best vertical defender on the Thunder behind Chet. And um, the shooting has been streaky, but if he can, you know, get that done and, and go, I think that really enables his game a lot more because that allows him to attack closeouts better. You know, if he's shooting um, north of 35%, teams are going to have to treat him as more of a genuine threat. And, you know, I really like him attacking. Um, another thing that he needs to really, really, if he can knock down these these free throw range dribble pull-ups, I think it'd be a game changer. Um, maybe just as much, maybe even more so than the three-pointer being, uh, I'd say just as much, not more, because the three just changes everything. Um, he has long strides. He's he's shown footwork at times with scoop layups, uh, fakes, you know, just you know, array of footworks, an array of great footwork. Um, I've seen some drop steps. Maybe one drop step comes to mind, but I'm going to assume that there's more. But I, I I've seen him drop step in the post before. Attack, you know, attack a smaller guy, and you know. The flashy passing. The vision is there. He just needs to iron out some kinks. And this man has everything he needs to be a star. I definitely understand that. And I think giving up on Poku is um, ridiculous. definitely a horrible mistake. Because he's he's the same age as Chet. He's literally the same age as Chet, people. People don't understand yeah. this. They don't understand. I um, I get the argument about roster spots, but I just think that we all knew Poku was going to be a project. Yeah, and exactly. give up on the project before you have to pay the project is absolutely a mistake. Yep, I agree. So I have two more, and then if you want to do a couple after that, we may be wrapping it after we're we're at forty two minutes right now. We may be wrapping right. it. We'll see. We'll see how long it takes for these two. All right. My first one's simple. The other one's a little, a little uh, different. Um, the first one is who is the NBA's most overrated playoff performer? Hmm. So oh God. The description that they put was which player, past or present, had the reputation for evaluating their games or playing well in the playoffs, but actually falters a ton. Kevin Durant. Oof. Is he labeled a playoff performer, though? I mean, I, I know that he had the, the finals, a couple finals runs, but some bad games against Memphis a long time ago. I had, you know, obviously, the 3-1 lead blown against Golden State. Against and Dallas. Then, and then this year. Golden State, Memphis. Um... I'm gonna go out there in the playoffs there. last in the playoffs this year. Yeah, that's Boston. That's what I yeah. Mm. Um, let me. I'm gonna have to think about that one. Go ahead if you have one, Trey. I'm thinking. Yeah, I feel like a cop out answered would be James Harden. Yeah, but he's he's never been a performer. I don't think he's ever been known as a playoff performer. Like he's just known to be bad. Yeah. Um. I guess 
would I I would maybe say Dame because he was he's titled as a, a playoff performer just because of clutch shots alone. No, Dame's got some crazy performances in the playoffs. But it's not I don't know. I don't know if I agree I don't with know that if one. it's consistent. Well, let's do some research. The Damian Lillard I remember had Austin Rivers praying to God that he would miss. <laughs> I do remember that game. He hit two game tying threes, you know, in the same game. Had fifty five with twelve yeah. threes. Um I can't think of one, man. This is difficult, like extremely difficult. Um Trey Young is one because but no, because he's only had two playoff runs. One was good and one was really bad. So I'm I'm gonna give him some slack there because the first one was really good and the second one was really bad. So you know, he'll find some ground somewhere there. The next one. So, um, huh? Actually, okay. What about Paul George, Mister mm. Pandemic P? Oh yeah, I can get down with that. But see, a lot of people. Labeled him Pandemic P. Like, a lot of people, after after the bubble, this guy sucks in the playoffs. After the bubble. I mean, but was he really he was good again? Then he was good again. This year. Like, he had a really good run this year. No, not this year. Sorry, season before this year. Sorry, 2021. But, uh, Paul George had a lot of mistakes during that playoffs against the Jazz. Yeah, but, dude, he put he put that team on his back. He took them without Kawhi, beat the Jazz, and took Phoenix, the final, the team that made the finals, to six and had a 40-piece in one of the games. Me and, me and Andrew talked about this one episode, I remember. We talked about this, these games. I remember the meme of Paul George snapping Chris Paul's ankles. That's what I remember. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, and then you also have to look at Indiana. Indiana, he was great, too. Are we going to say Chris Paul? Oh, except Chris Paul doesn't have a reputation as a good playoff performer. Yeah, Chris Paul just sucks in the playoffs. Yeah, Chris Paul just sucks in the playoffs. When I think of Chris Paul in the playoffs, I think of him going 14 for 14 last year, and I think of him hitting a game-winning floater over Tim Duncan on a hurt hamstring. And then I, I mean, yeah, him, but that then, was like eight years ago. Then I think of him turning like the ball over versus ago. Russell Westbrook. Then I think of that. So. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. 80 years ago. Yeah, how old are you, Max? You're 90? <laughs> 102? <laughs> These hearing aids aren't working. Uh, I don't know. That's really hard. Because every player, I feel like that is called a playoff. Usually, it's they, they get their due diligence. just can't think of let us know let us know please may yeah. uh, I don't know because there's names but then you think about it and these players have, have good succeeded in the playoffs yeah. a lot I, I just I like, can't I can't think of one you could say recently Kyrie but he hit he hit the shot that won yeah. it you can't. Yeah, yeah Kyrie. Kyrie will never be a bad player for home just because of that. You win your team the finals. You're not a bad player. Yeah, 
performer. I don't care what else you do. Because Kyrie has not performed well in the playoffs for the past two years. But once again, he's he's not been healthy for the playoffs much either. Yeah. But, yeah, you just can't... Kyrie recently, but he hit the shot. So that just destroys the whole argument. Yeah. Kyrie with the bucket. Who else? Who else? Like... It's so funny how during this conversation with this question, we've listed off that entire Brooklyn Nets super team. I think that's yeah. really indicative on why it failed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just what, can't think of anyone. Who do we need to say next? Blake Griffin? LaMarcus Aldridge? <laughs> Joe Harris? Patty Nick Mills? I'm Honestly, bro, head coach Steve Nash. <laughs> Nicholas Claxton did Head coach like Steve Nash, honestly. Throws. Honestly, not a free throw performer. I mean, uh, playoff performer. <laughs> Steve throw. Nash. Sorry about that. He was he was definitely a free throw performer. He was definitely <laughs> If he was one thing, it was a free throw performer. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, let I can't, us I can't know. think of one. Yeah, yeah let us let know, us please. Know. Please let us know. Um. So, hold on. Let me find the other ones that I have. My other one was, um, give me your, your most controversial NBA take slash belief. You have and will always have no matter what. <clears throat> the one he listed was uh, Darko. Um, would have been a all-star had he been drafted by a qu- quite a few different teams. Had a, he had, had he had a coach that actually tried to develop him his first few years. He would have been an 18 and 12 guy averaging two blocks a game and anchoring great defense for 10 plus years. That was his answer. So that guy, that guy right there, I would hate to like eat his lunch one day. He would probably hold that grudge for like 15 years. That, that, (laughs) that, that guy, he took the, he took the candy bar out of my lunch. When? Ten you years burn. ago. Ten years ago to the day. <laughs> oh my I god. I feel never sleep easy again. But seriously though, um I have one like that. I do. Let me guess. Let me guess. It's about Russ. Kind of. Okay. Is it about PG and Russ? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Does it also include Mellow to some capacity? Yes. So? Paul George was fouled by Rudy Gobert in the closing seconds of Game 6 in the 2018 playoffs and should have got three free throws, sending us to a possible Game 7 in Oklahoma City. Uh, I can't that argue with it. that. So. Yeah. that. That is all. That is literally it. That should have been a foul. If you go to the NBA rulebook at the time, especially, they were calling that routinely for other people. The rules weren't changed yet to adjust to the jumping out at defenders. He got bumped. They didn't call it. Sounds like Max has been putting in a lot of research towards his new video that's going to come out soon. That's what it sounds like to me. (laughs) My, uh... Mine is also centered around OKC, and it's that if that tax deal never went in, that made us lose James Harden. The Spurs would have never won. Oh, that another championship. 
and OKC would have been an at least three-time champion. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> three? Yeah. Wow. Because I have I have James Harden, KD, and Russ in their prime over the Golden State Warriors and over the Spurs. That's your two top teams right there. And in the I, East, I, wow, you have LeBron on the Heat, and then you have LeBron in Cleveland. I think, I think OKC could have beaten both of those teams with development, um, and with KD. Russ and James in their primes. I'm not saying it would be back to back to back three championships, but I would think they would have won at least three championships. Bro, I really from think. Go ahead, sorry. 2013 actually. from 2013 to 2022, they would have had at least three championships in that timeline. I legitimately like firmly believe this is another one like that goes along with this question. If we would have closed out the Warriors series, would have beat Cleveland. We had better covers for Kyrie and better covers for LeBron than Golden State had individually. I mean, Iguodala, my question, my question to Andrew is, who would have stopped us? Uh, inexperience. Yes, injuries. No, but he I'm said saying, like a nine-year timeline, well, though, Andrew. Yeah, we. This is from 2013 I to 2022. Like, are you saying? But also, are you saying the contract in, James Harden would have signed would have ended in 2018. Also, James Harden never would have became James Harden if he stayed on the bench in Oklahoma City because James Harden's not a starter in Oklahoma City. But is he still av- like? Is he's probably still going to put up Dennis Schroeder like eighteen to twenty points a game with an elite offensive bag off the bench, and he can go for thirty every any night. You still have that elite right. six man play and a more engaged off the ball player in James Harden as well. Because while he did develop into a superstar after he left, he also stopped trying off the ball on offense. And defense. Yeah. But But the way I see it is, uh, well, first of all, we wouldn't have Steven Adams. So our starting center would still be Kendrick Perkins. (laughs) Uh, We would have traded Serge Ibaka instead. So down low. (laughs) So... And, yeah, let's roll Get out. Get off first take. Boot him back up. <laughs> I can't so, even, Can y'all talk like Kendrick Perkins? He has like a very unique voice. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm t- deep, but like my problem with MP <laughs> is now Draymond. You can't you do YouTube and be a superstar. Draymond, you just won a championship. I don't know. It's so, his voice is so unique. He has a very unique voice. Bro, I completely forgot that he was in my career. That that just cracked me up. Now, my problem with MP. Oh, yeah. Again. Okay, now back to me schooling y'all on the sticks. Okay. Uh, our, now, we would have had Russell Westbrook. Uh, a bench, James Harden, and we would have had Kevin Durant. And then our power forward and our center Kevin Durant would have been... We're both MVPs. Don't forget that. Yeah. But prime Russell Westbrook never happens while he's still on the team with KD. Can we all agree with that? Well, 
He doesn't average a triple-double, but Russ had already led the league in scoring prior to that and was an MVP. That was the year Kevin Durant was hurt. Exactly. So we could, we've could we right. seen him do that. And and while the numbers may not be there on every night, knowing he can do that and being that threat, I, I'm not saying that's as good as 16-17 Russell Westbrook, but like they made the conference finals. If you add six-man James Harden there. Um, okay, so we have no space to sign any other depth. Uh, we don't get Victor Oladipo from the surge trade. Bro, Oladipo did not contribute. I understand, but Oladipo averaged, like, what, 13 points or something like that? So he might not have contributed to winning a championship, but he contributed to winning those 40s, whatever, how many games we won that season, I don't remember. But so you've got the big three up there, but then your power, your starting it's, power forward it, it, and center are Jimmer Ferdet and Kendrick Perkins. No, I mean, there is no if we never trade for Victor. Why would we trade Serge? Because we couldn't sign Serge. We picked Serge over James Harden. Okay. okay. So let, let let me ask you this: If the tax deal doesn't happen, and we keep him, um. Because uh, hmm. here's the and, thing. And listen, After no, we listen. didn't sign... Okay. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Are you sure? Just trying to feel this out here. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, first of all, thank you. And second of all, if if they don't care to go over the tax, then we can sign them both. They just have to pay a luxury tax. So, theoretically, if that tax deal doesn't happen, we sign them both. Correct, or yes. am I? Am I, uh, I could be wrong. Like I, I'm really, I'm, not I'm really not sure. Finances. I'm not good with that stuff because I don't know how that tax deal worked. I'm not either. really. That's what I'm saying. I I'm don't not know. good with that stuff. I do know that it's possible to go over the tax though, or because the Warriors are doing it like every year. Yes, if you if you think about it that ways, then yes, we could have we could go over the tax. Because it's, we could, what I'm saying is we get to re-sign James Harden and keep, you guys want to do that, where we go over the tax and keep Surge. We would have, there's no team in the West that would have been able to stop us. If we kept all three, they developed over the next two, three years. The Warriors, I get, the Warriors were still great, but... No one on that team can guard. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've something just clicked in my brain. Uh, if James Harden stays in 2012, Russ has his meniscus torn in 2013 or whatever it was. I don't remember. Ooh. Russ is out for the playoffs in 2013. KD gets hurt in 2014. KD is out for the playoffs in 2014. We have that one season before the offseason where KD left to give something for KD to stay about. It's 15-16 when we blew that 3-1 lead. That is the only chance that team has to make an impression to keep KD. Do you think that they beat the Warriors and the Cavs in 2016 with those three guys? No Serge Ibaka, 
No real center. Oh, no wait, real wait, power wait, wait, forward. Wait, wait. Okay, that Do you think? I just said with Surge. I the don't question... think they keep Surge. Okay. I don't the see. The whole thing with them going that tax deal never happening is that they get to not have to choose and get to keep both. If they don't, okay. If they don't keep Surge, do they at least still get Andre? Okay, do they get Andre Robertson, Dion Waiters, and hmm? Did they get those two guys, Waiters and Robertson? Uh, it really depends. They drafted Robertson, so they should. Well, and then Dion Waiters. I'm a firm believer in Robertson being a game changer. Yeah, no, that's true. With the idea of the tax deal never happening, this is a whole different universe. So who says those injuries happen? Yeah, and also listen. To yeah, this. but then you're just getting really listen. hard to make believe. Tell me this right now. Yeah, and the saying the tax deal never happened get is really into the make believe because that was a deal that was talked about for a year before. All right, hear me out oh. when I say this: whether we have Kendrick Perkins. Or little old six foot me suits up for the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> Who cares? Who? The, the Warriors were running Festus Azili. Festus Azili was getting minutes. You know, we also had to beat the Spurs. Mm, fair enough. But you asked Warriors and Cavs. That's true. That is true. Tristan Thompson was getting minutes. Tristan Thompson's not a scrub. Festus Zilli was not a scrub. But is it Andrew be... Bogut? Yeah. I mean, Bogut was really good too, but he ended up getting hurt in the finals, I believe. But, like, maybe this doesn't happen in this universe. But who's to say that it really makes that much of a difference? If we just have a guy there that can protect the paint and get rebounds. He, I mean, maybe he won't do as good as Steven Adams. He won't help us lead the league in offensive rebounding or whatever. But if he can just be average. And oh, rebound, we should still have Cantor. That's true, too. He can't guard a stick, can't but he can get Cantor. rebounds. Now, here's the thing. Also, with the injuries, assuming they still happen, does James Harden get a chance to flourish and go into a starting role and become James See, that's Harden? What I, because that's he, what I thought Andrew was going to say. Because for a while, he becomes number two. For a little bit, it's to Russ. For a little bit, it's to Durant. But at, at some points, he becomes number two, and he may unlock his offensive arsenal, get a starting spot, and now you have a legitimate bona fide big three because maybe that pushes Harden over the 20 PPG and he gets more utilized on offense. Or he goes goes 22-23 PPG. Maybe he's already at 18 or 20 off the bench. You never know. Okay. Well, that is realistic. Especially so, considering, like, if we do pay him and we're at the tax limit and, like, we can't sign anybody, these guys are literally going to be scoring, like, 60-70 a game between all three of them because we'll have, like, no shot creation depth. Man, don't forget about Cantor. And then we sign Al Horford. Yes. I don't know. Y'all haven't said anything to change my mind, but this has been a very thought-provoking discussion. This has just made me sad. I agree. But I, this, it didn't happen. I think we leave it, leave it there because that conversation pushed us over an oh, hour. We, we still we need we need. All right, guys. Oh, uh, dude, absolutely not. They no, might win a, one. Should a controversial 
take or believe? Oh, my controversial take that there's a. Uh, Russell Westbrook is better all time than all those other point guards that never won a ring. Okay. There. All right. Well, that's where we end it. Such uh, as, but not limited to, Alan Chris Iverson. Paul, Allen Iverson, John Stockton, Steve Nash. Yeah. There you go. Let us know what you think below. Make sure to rate us five stars. Um, hope you guys are having a great, great, great day, great week, great month. Let us know what day. you think about that James Harden thing. Yes, let us know what you think about all this. Let us know a playoff performer that's been labeled as such but is not really a playoff performer. Let us know because we couldn't think of one between all three of us. And we really like basketball and we couldn't think of one, so let us know. Um, thank you guys so, so much for being here. If you made it this far... You either fell asleep or got sidetracked or you really liked it. But either way, rate us Yay. five stars because we helped you pass time, hopefully. So rate us five stars. Hopefully um, you enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure you did or you would have skipped it. Right, right, yeah. Um, just make sure to rate us five stars, leave a great review. Give honest, honest um, how to improve, what you'd like to see, what we did right, what we did wrong, anything like that. Um and if no other words are to be said, all right. Um, God bless thunder you guys. Up. Yeah, thunder up. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your day, week, whatever, however long. And see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.